Did you figure out a good way to start our podcast? It's your turn to start, because this is your movie. We go over this every time. I know, this but... This is all you... But still, we should have a good way to begin, and we don't. <laughs> so... We just need a better way of explaining the podcast. Do we really? Okay, so we're beginning like. right now. We're starting. And Hi. this is duking it out. And I am Stacy Campbell with my co-host. Hannah Campbell. And we are the host of Duking It Out. And we're Duking father father and daughter. And we like to talk about things in pop culture and argue about them. And yes. prove each other right and wrong. Yes. And so Yes. So what we like to do is talk through a movie or book or show or something like that, dive deep into it for a little while, and then talk about what's making us excited, and then the other person will be picking what we'll be doing for the next episode, and that's a little bit of fun that we like to do right now. Bit of a surprise. Just a little bit of surprise <laughs> that's got going on. And listener, I apologize if there is background noise for me. Um, I've got, I'm sitting here in a room with three dogs, one of whom is a brand new puppy, but he's probably the least noisy of all of them. So anyway, <laughs> so if you, Bo if, is currently the favorite. Yeah. Bo is quiet in his kennel right now with his two stuffed animals. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. So if you hear anything or if I have to get onto him, just ignore that or we will edit it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So today we are talking about the 1998, and there's a little debate about that. 1999, I feel like it, it came out in January, didn't it, of 1999? Well, and maybe it's maybe it's the difference between when it came out in Germany and when it came out over here in the states. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Maybe that's what it is, because everything yeah. online says 1998, but in your you've got a book that says it came out in 1999. And I think that's when it was like entered into the, I think it was Cane Festival. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah. the movie, anyway. which I didn't say, is called Run, Lola, Run. And it is a German movie. And it is about, let me just give you a little, um, in case you have not watched the movie, which if you, it's really not out anywhere. That's that's the weird thing about it. It's not. It used to be on HBO Max, but then really? it wasn't anymore. When I went and checked, yeah, it's on huh. nothing. Yeah, it's it's, weird. it's not anywhere. But it got tons of accolades when it first came out, a lot of attention. But it's basically about Lola, who was running. <laughs> that's the whole movie. No, um, she's running around to save her boyfriend. She's running around to save her boyfriend Manny who loses a bag of money on the train like an idiot from in the dumbest way possible yeah from a drug deal and he leaves the bag of money on the train and he's supposed to turn in this bag of money to his drug boss which is a like a hundred thousand marks or deutschmarks mm -hmm. or something whatever their currency is we'll just say a hundred thousand um, dollars sure. and he has 20 minutes to come up with this money or he knows he's going to get killed. So he calls Lola, his girlfriend, and asks her to help him. And she takes off. 
and that's that's kind of the beginning and then it goes from yeah. there and the unique thing about this and, and let me just kind of try to explain I was trying to I was thinking about this today it's a little bit hard to explain because it's not super linear so <laughs> she she goes off and tries it's kind of like Groundhog Day it is a little bit and she goes off and tries to get a hundred thousand dollars tries to find it and fails and gets killed within the first 20 minutes and then it sort of resets and starts over again when she gets the phone call from Manny and it goes a different direction and it does this mm -hmm. like three or four times until the movie is resolved and it's a short film it's like an hour and 20 minutes which is beautiful it was so short so short yeah and uh and so it kind of repeats and goes that way and it is just full of amazing techno music just yes pounding constantly <laughs> pounding constantly in the uh -huh. in the background and it so the whole film has this frenetic exhausting feel about it because she's running the music's pounding and it just it just goes from there it just never stops so that's kind of a summary of it as much as as best as i can <laughs> hannah when did you first see this movie i think because this was only my second time watching. Um, even when I was like putting it on my letterbox, it said I hadn't seen it yet. So it was when you showed it to me really young. Like maybe I was in middle school. I was wondering if I had or not. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Especially since it's subtitled and and everything. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching it and liking it. But the only thing that I actually did... Um, remember was how short it was and how when it ended I was shocked at how quick it was oh really oh yeah like you remember it being was... that, that short oh yeah huh. so watching it this time it still felt short it just kind of feels like an episode of Black Mirror that's hmm. what it felt like while I was watching it huh I've Which, yeah I, I felt like it was the 90s version of Everything Everywhere All at Once. What? Not not so much in content, but just in terms <laughs> of it is so weirdly different. And uh -huh. with the edits, the quickness, there's animation in the middle of it. When she leaves mm -hmm. her apartment every time and runs downstairs, every time there's like a short minute or two long animated sequence of her going down... <laughs> the stairs that and, and she runs into different people and things during that and so it just kind of and then it resets and so it kind of has this multiverse feel to it i guess i guess multiverse yeah that makes sense but that's the that comparison dad makes no sense it totally does because no even even still especially in that first 20 minute section she runs into like three people just on the street and then you get snapshots of like literal snapshots of their lives until they either die or until they win the lottery and are 
set for life or something weird. <laughs> and so it's just these right. these little pictures of their life. And then on a couple of them, when Lola's timeline resets, we see them again with a completely different out- outcome. So it just has that weird multiverse, like every choice you make leads to a whole bunch of different outcomes. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it just kind of had that... 90s version feel of that (laughs) a little taste a little taste yeah because that that was that was brand new and even when i watched it back Mm -hmm. then i i never thought of it in those terms but now watching it yeah it's like oh this is sort of like a multiverse sort of thing (laughs) yeah i can see that yeah that makes sense i was um i reread that chapter of the um book too for this what book the um i think it's just called best movie year is 1999 or 1999 is the best movie year something like that which it's so good it's so good audience everyone should read it it's fascinating the way that this author is able to just like weave together all these different movies and kind of connect them on a different level i just i love that so they talk about run lola Run and who, who got that book for you? What? What? Who? Um, I feel like I don't even remember who did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Oh, of what course. A, what a sweet who gift. Who else? <laughs> what a sweet gift. The best gift. But I interrupt. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it's just fascinating because um. He talks about the director and how, like, he grew up in Germany and he grew up watching, um, like, he watched the Street Fighter movie and he watched the Super Mario Brothers movie and he was so into video games and I guess he, like, cut school one day and was trying to beat some kind of world record with his friends. So he's, he was just so into video games and so this movie was a culmination of all of that and he really wanted to make it feel like a video game and you get three lives and all that and you get to regenerate, you know, all that. So that's kind of where I went into it. I wasn't really thinking of anything of like a multiverse or anything. It was more of just like resetting the game. Oh. And like with the animation too, that's kind of how I saw it. How interesting. So, yeah, that I loved. It was, it's such a good chapter. All the chapters really are so good and i love reading that book but especially when we're it just gives a better um insight into the movie also he broke his foot his foot at the beginning of um shooting and so he was in a wheelchair for the majority of shooting no way i know i couldn't believe it can you imagine it's like that's crazy can you imagine if franca potent potenti potent she's the she she's the actress who plays lola Pot- mm-hmm Potent? Potent? Potent. Potenti? Anyway, Franca Potenti, let's Uh, say. Can you imagine if she broke her foot? Holy cow, she's running crazy. In Doc, she's in Doc Martens. I know. I was going to say that. How is she running in boots like that? Oh my goodness. And she was she was a chain smoker. (gasps) And so she started and she was like, I might actually die. I'm going to die. I mean, she never looks out of breath or sweaty. No. There's a couple couple parts she looks a little sweaty but not like I would be sweaty if I was running like that right and then as there this is more from the chapter that he was talking because when it was filmed it was um Germany was just like 
in tatters like the, the government wasn't really working at that point and um all the places that they run around in berlin like they didn't get any permission because they were like we're just gonna do it no one cares we're just gonna film wherever we need to wherever we want to wow and no one's gonna care that's great that's yeah. great it was and uh the director that you were talking about tom mm -hmm. tykwer tom tykwer 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 he also Tyker. did all the music too which yeah is a techno marvel it's what introduced me to techno music and i would listen mm -hmm. to that soundtrack all the time for study music <laughs> for writing whatever i remember so many of those cuts it was just like oh this is so good this is so and my my foot was just tapping constantly throughout the whole movie because mm -hmm. it's it, you just can't you just can't stop it's so much anxiety I like it. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if there's something um, about the the beats per minute that closely corresponds on a on a biological level that elevates yeah. your own heartbeat or something because it was just right there. <laughs> Gosh, that is, that is so. What was your overall assessment and feel for the movie? I really enjoyed it. It's weird watching. Um, because of how people were talking, um, like even in the chapter I was just talking about in this book, uh, they didn't really understand the impact that they had on the film industry with this movie, which nowadays it feels, again, it's such a short movie and it doesn't feel groundbreaking now, but like the... Um, main actress Lola she would go to some kind of after party or something and I think Natalie Portman came up and was like oh my gosh look at this and she was Lola for Halloween and was like showing her a picture of that oh that's cool so I I think it just felt very nowadays like almost too easy to do because it's not like they explain like why she can scream and like make everything explode <laughs> or yeah she has can she a couple times she just like has this sonic scream that just yeah blows up mirrors and glass around her I, and maybe I think <laughs> oh it's God. maybe it's just oh, she's so intense and so I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be seen realistically. Like she no. has a superpower, right? Because there's there are certain elements that are very exaggerated in the film, like the animation sequence yeah. um, and her scream. But those are kind of pretty much it. Everything else is pretty grounded, though. Except for her going back and like. Well, yeah. Except for starting over. <laughs> um, yeah. So we see we see that. So I was fine with us not really digging into any. Like, we don't really dig into the relationship much. We get those two conversations when they each die, and they're kind of, like, thinking about mm -hmm. the other person and whatever conversation they're having, and then they choose to kind of, like, regenerate and go back. Right. So, they're both laying, not that I need any kind of, huh? They're No, I was just explaining. They're both laying in bed and having this yeah. conversation, like, what would happen if I were to die? What would you do? Or what do you think of me? You know, some of those kinds of... Uh, and they almost get in arguments about it. Yeah. And then right after this. So it's almost like a little quiet interlude before the whole thing resets again. Jump right back into it. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it felt like surface level, but I was okay with that because it was just go, go, go. And I was into it. And I was very, 
yeah, I was very interested in the story. Well, and her boyfriend is just so stupid. Yeah, he's. Oh my goodness. He's stupid. He's a dick. I don't even like him because he blames her for everything. <laughs> you were late, yes, so it's like, your fault. That you're I, late. I'm still waiting. You're late. Yeah. I'm like, she is getting you a hundred thousand dollars. Right. But I. Oh and, my word. But I think what's, I think the plot is almost secondary, to just the whole overall feel of the movie. Like it's like the mm-hmm. plot is more of a device to make things, to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to get this money, so that's my whole thing. I'm going to try to get my dad to give it to me. Nope, that doesn't work. I'm going to win it from a casino, which does work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go rob something, which doesn't work. So, you know, all those kinds of things. It's just, um, it's, yeah, it's just an interesting piece. And I think that connects back to the quotes. There are a few quotes that happen at the beginning of the film, which did not make sense to me. Because uh, they were T.S. Eliot quotes, but then I kind of looked stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's T.S. Eliot. Just because Elliot. it's T.S. Eliot, I'm immediately not going to understand if it's T.S. Well, Eliot. No, I didn't mean to say I, <laughs> that. Is what I said. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> but that's also not wrong either. So, <laughs> but um, it, the the. The poem that is quoting is talking about being on a journey and you end up at the same place that you start, which mm-hmm. is is the kind of the central theme I think of this movie of Run, Run Lola Run. Um, yeah. Even in the third um, attempt at getting the money, that's when she that's when she wins the casino money, a hundred thousand, and then he actually finds the money. Mm-hmm. from a bum that stole it off off the train he finds it is able to turn it in so it's a happy ending but then they were walking away with a hundred thousand dollars so it all kind yeah. of wraps up it's extra happy yeah so it all kind of is very cyclical and wraps things up very very nice and neat yeah yeah i loved that and her hair is iconic. I can't get over her hair and how certain strands are different colors. I forgot. I thought it was just yeah. like plain red. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's like purple and yellow and orange and lighter pink. And they say it's a wig, which it must just be like extensions in the back because she did dye her hair it for sure, it. It sure looked like it was dyed. I think it's just because then I was... I was looking somewhere. I can't remember. I was just like researching this and um, they say the wig is on display in the um, that Academy Museum in L.A. right now. So I'm like, I don't know what part because also she talked about because she did dye her hair that red color or pink and she was running so much and she was sweating so much that it would drip down her face and like the back of her neck was dyed pink because she was sweating it off so much. I wondered about that, yeah. (laughs) And and this movie had to influence Alias, J.J. Abrams' Alias with Jennifer Garner because the pilot episode... Alias? Yeah. But because the pilot episode, well, the whole series has gobs of techno music in it by Mm -hmm. the king, Michael Giacchino, the composer. Mm -hmm. And the very first episode, the pilot episode, has Jennifer Garner undercover as a spy with a red wig on. Yeah. And and it's there's got to be connections there, which is fantastic. And I know it couldn't have influenced them because 
they were probably filming around the same time, but it also reminded me so much of The Matrix. It made me really want to rewatch The Matrix. Really? In what way? And I'm sure... Huh? In what way? The music felt similar, but I also what? haven't seen The Matrix in forever. Maybe it's also because her hair looks like one of the Wachowski sisters' hair. That could be. That... And also Doc Martens. Doc Martens I always think of <laughs> Matrix. What? Okay, first of all... That's what they're wearing! First of all... Well, I know, but... Oh. That is such a random detail to connect with The Matrix. I watched them very young. I watched both of those things very young. Maybe we had a double feature, and that's why I think of The Matrix. Because <laughs> I don't think The Matrix has any techno music. It's all orchestral. It's got a very what? iconic... It's got a very iconic theme in that. That cannot be. Or techno just reminds me of computers, and that movie is full of computers. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> what I love. That's what I think. What I love about this movie, and I did not remember it. I mean, I didn't remember hardly anything about it. Um, in my mind, the animated scenes were longer for some reason. But anyway. Um, <laughs> But what I did not remember and I loved about this movie are all the little connections here and there. Um, the, yeah. the bum in the very first section, he steals the money. He comes back in the third section. We see him later. Um, there, everything is just so cyclical um, mm -hmm. and, and round. And in fact, did you, did you notice in the – it's the casino – and I think she's already won the the money, and there's a a big portrait on the wall of a yeah of a woman's head. Did you mm -hmm. notice that? And I yeah I remember thinking, man, that looks super familiar. That reminds that looks like <laughs> that looks like um, the picture in Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo of Kim Novak. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking it up, and that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. the, the director, Tom Tykwer, he is a huge Hitchcock fan, loves Vertigo. And so he had his art designer or scenic designer, something paint from memory, this yeah. picture of Kim Novak from the movie Vertigo. And it's just such a random weird detail, but it all goes back to that whole spiral connection. Everything is cyclical mm -hmm. because her hair is like a big cinnamon roll and it just it shows yeah. it shows her head from the back and it's like a big cinnamon roll and it's just it's just a, such a weird amazing detail and I remember watching it going wait why does that look oh that looks like vertigo and then I looked it up later and sure enough it was that was such a weird <laughs> random thing okay so at the very end of the film in the third section um, she's She's trying to meet Manny. She's trying to bring the money to him. Uh, an ambulance goes by that she has met several times, and she finally is able to jump into the back of the ambulance. Who is that? Who is who? In the back of the ambulance because he's dying or something. I don't know, but she's... he is breathing and is awake, and they're giving him CPR. Why are they giving him CPR when he's awake? Well, I think, that's, I think that's when she... Uh, took his hand and said, I'm not going to leave. And and that's when no, he... No, the whole time he's giving this guy CPR and he's awake and breathing. It makes no sense. But go on, go on. Um, I think he is 
the person that stole her moped in the beginning of the film when she is talking to Manny on the phone in the original first section and she is Mm -hmm. recounting the story and it goes into black and white and she was Mm -hmm. at a store and she's explaining why she was late to Manny because she was in the store getting something, cigarettes, and somebody stole her moped. In the third, I think it's the third section, third segment, um, we see three cars crash or two cars crash and then a moped crashes into that car and the body flips over the vehicles. That's her moped. And I think that's who's in the ambulance at the very end of the show. Yes. For some reason, I thought that was the guy that was in the car that kept hitting those gangsters. But it was Mm -hmm. also the guy that her dad was going to see. And I didn't fully under... But that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. it It wasn't clear who was... Who that was? Because I thought he was. Yeah. I thought it was like, is that her dad? No. Is that Mr. Myers that she runs into at one point? No, that's not mm-hmm. him. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the guy who. I know the guy who runs into those two cars is the guy that stole the stole the um, her moped. And right. And I'm pretty sure, ninety percent sure that the guy at the very end that she holds his hand uh, is him in the ambulance. So there's just those cool little connections, (laughs) seeing things. I I love that. I love that. And I love that they don't like, I hate when movies are over explaining something and they're like holding my hand too much and like dragging me to the point. And I'm like, I get it. You don't need to like, I like when they trust their audience more. Right. So, Oh, they certainly do that. Yeah, it was good. Definitely. So, (laughs) and I, and I, mentioned this earlier but especially in the first segment and I think once maybe in the second segment she runs into random characters and and we get this 20 second snapshot of their lives like one person yeah uh, who's pushing a baby carriage down the street um, it shows just these flashes of her getting a lottery ticket and it winning and her having millions and then it shows her and her husband in front of a huge mansion and they're totally rich and and it you know goes on and so it just kind of gives these flashes of their lives what was what was the point of that what what was that because it they, i think it did it like four yeah. times with different people and sometimes repeating the people with different outcomes i think Because I think this movie is also, like, um, the butterfly effect and how, like, little things that can change or little things that you do throughout the day that change could become bigger for someone else. Hmm. Like, the guy who, um, he was constantly trying to sell the bike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so at one point, his, his wasn't very good, and then he gets his bike stolen and then his he meets someone good or and he has a better outcome. So like yeah. even if it's something terrible that happens that first day, it could equal something that could be better for you in the long run. Right. So I think that's just kind of what they were trying to say about the butterfly effect. That's at least what I thought. Yeah, it was. What in, about you? I I don't know. It was just interesting. I think it was just the yeah the butterfly effect. The every time we make choices, it creates different outcomes yeah 
um, especially when it shows a couple of them um, with different outcomes. And, and so it's, yeah, yeah, it was just an interesting, again, that's where it made me feel like, wow, we've never seen something like this before. It, it just mm-hmm. kind of had that everything everywhere feel to me in a, in a, <laughs> pre, in a prehistoric sort of way. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts was just a little nugget. I think it was in the first segment when, as she's getting ready, when she's talking to Manny on the phone and she's getting ready to leave and the mu- the music is thumping, thumping, thumping in the background and she's mm-hmm. getting all revved up and it shows a turtle walking across the floor, real slow. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's just a no. shot. That's so funny. And it's like, that is hilarious <laughs> that they're doing this. Because I I, rem- I read that this this show has, this movie has almost 1,300 cuts in it, which averages oh out, I mean, especially in a 70-minute movie um, right. or 80-minute movie, which averages out to like each shot was like 2.7 seconds long or something crazy. And it didn't feel like that. Like, it didn't feel like the shots were... But that's just because the pace of the movie the whole time was yeah. insane. Yep. Interesting. I just, I loved that they added those scenes as, like, the interludes, because they were always just one shot, so it felt good to slow down for a second mm. and then get right back into it. Yeah, I think, kind of... I think you're right. I mean, that's, that's a great point, because I think if it would have kept up that techno pace the entire hour and 20 minutes which is still short yeah but um i mean the first five or ten minutes of the movie was really slow the title sequence was really slow and that i looked (laughs) when the title sequence finally ended which i'm just not used to title sequences anymore but when that finally ended i looked to see what timestamp it was five minutes i was like you're taking up five minutes out of this Right. Like 80 minute movie for freaking credits. Exactly. That yep. was crazy. That was crazy. And so I think that whole, that those two transition parts of them just slowing down and talking with each other, I think that really yeah. helped the pace of the movie be very up and down, very cyclical again. Because if it was just constant, it would have been, it would have gotten old quickly. So yeah. you do, you do need that breathing room, which was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it, and I think it is, like, it's a short movie, but it felt, that's, like, the perfect length for it. It didn't feel yep. too long or too short. Right. Now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when I was younger, I thought it was way too short, but. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Good. Anything else you want to add to this? No. I just loved her rings. Uh, she had a lot of rings on. I noticed she had a lot point. of rings on, and I wanted all of them. Yeah. I loved all of them. Yep, this is a great movie. If you can find it, we highly recommend that you jump yes. into it. It's a fun, quick. Well, you can rent it. Yeah, you can rent it. I guess the soundtrack's not anywhere though. That's ridiculous as what? well. What? It's looking... not on Spotify. It's just these weird, random playlists and stuff. I haven't been able to find like the full soundtrack, and I I need to go look if I have that. If I kept that CD, I don't think I did. I think I've gotten rid of everything. Well, I kept a few choice CDs as I was getting rid of stuff. And that might have been one, but I don't know. I wish I did now because it's hard to come by, apparently. So anyway, that's our analysis of Run, Lola, Run. And we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about what is making us excited right now. 
And we are back. And this is our next sec- section. I was going to say our favorite section. I don't know if that's necessarily true. But it's, it's the next section of our podcast, which is called What's Making Us Excited. And yeah. uh, this is just different stuff that's coming up that's dropped or that we are participating in that is making us excited. So, Hannah, lead us off. What is making you excited right now? Yeah. Um, like the last <laughs> what does that mean? half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, you'll understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last, I'd say like the last half of 2022, I got really into books where women go insane and they just kind of go off the cliff. And that started with a book called Boy Parts and by Eliza Clark. Eliza? Eliza? I'm not sure which. But I read that one, and that one is about a woman who, she's not a good narrator. Like, we can't trust her. Okay. She's on lots of drugs. I think the proper term for that is unreliable narrator. Thank you. You're welcome. Unreliable narrator. Um, she She, like, goes out in public and finds men who look interesting and then get them to her apartment so that she can take pictures of them as her models Hmm. and it just goes from there i can't really explain more without spoiling it but she it sounds like it sounds like that one movie that came out um a while back yeah that one movie well it's the one that you really like that bo burnham (laughs) is in no i didn't like that movie oh you promising young woman yeah oh no i hate that movie not when that it first came awful. out. You liked it when it first came out. No, I didn't. I liked the trailer. The trailer was a very good trailer. Uh-huh. So I watched that a lot. And then I went to see it and I was like, this movie sucks. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I don't like that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It anyway, sounds like that. so I... <laughs> it's not at all. Okay. Um... <laughs> But I was looking her up uh, just a couple days ago, just because that was her first book that she ever released, and I was like, when is she coming out with more? She's coming out with another one on July 4th. It's called Penance, and I can't freaking wait. So you like the book, but the the next one that's coming out is not a sequel. It's just a totally different book by the author. Completely different. It it sounds, it's again, totally up my alley, because it's about... This reporter called Alex Z. Corelli, I don't know, Hmm. um, he is writing a book about a murder that happened a decade earlier. So it's him compiling all of these interviews that he got from different people and saying that it's a definitive account of it. I don't know. I'm very excited. I just have all the trust in the world with this author. And I can't wait to see how this book turns out. I can't freaking wait. Hmm. So, yeah. so the main character is a guy, not a woman. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Very. I can't wait. Well, that and that's coming out this summer. You said July fourth. Huh. Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> What's making you excited? What is making me excited is a podcast that was recommended to me by a friend of mine that I've been listening to, and 
the the main part of the podcast is already wrapped up and is out. I think they're going to be coming out with one more episode in the next few weeks. So maybe by the time this podcast airs, the epilogue episode will have dropped and it'll be complete. But uh, I have been listening to this podcast called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. And <gasps> it is fascinating on so many different levels. Because like a... Like, like a podcast that I really like, it it doesn't just dive into the subject of the podcast, but it goes back and deep dives into the history of the internet and the history of Harry Potter and Joe Rowling and how she came up with the idea and her whole history. And then it dives into... Uh, the history of the trans movement and how that has gone along and then the history of just politics in general and debates and um, the idea of talking through ideas or not talking to through ideas and cancel culture and so it just goes through a whole lot of different things and really fleshes out J.K. Rowling's perspective on trans people because the whole point of it Turf. yeah the whole point of this is her the controversy that's been surrounding her and her remarks about trans people and I've never looked at this beyond just the sound bites and the headlines that mm -hmm. that is used as clickbait everywhere about her perspective and her position and it is fascinating and complex and does not offer easy answers or solutions or quick fixes. It is, oh, it is tasty. How many episodes is it? There are seven episodes and then they're going to be coming out, I think, with an epilogue <clears throat> here, in a, here in a couple weeks. Um. So it's I'm going to eat that up. Oh, you will you will love it. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it cuz it is I can't freaking wait. It is so so good. And yeah. And it's a pretty I I think it's well, the the host, the the really cool part, the the host is the daughter of <clears throat> excuse me, either the main family or a prominent family in the Westboro Baptist Church that, um, you know, that's the church that has gone and protested gay funerals yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But she, she was raised in that and has broken away from that for years now. Oh, okay. And so she's bringing all of, she's bringing all of that into this as well and her perspective and, Here's I was trying to do the right thing. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I was wrong. And and I mean, she pushes J.K. Rowling. What if you're wrong? And I mean, it's it's fascinating. It's so so good. It's meaty. So I have to check it out. Yeah. So that's a good definitely. Uh, that is what's making me very excited, and I cannot wait for this final episode to be coming out here in just a, a little bit. So, nice. yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then Hannah is going to be leading us for last mm -hmm. call. Welcome back to our last segment that we like to call last call. Welcome, which Hannah. Which is where 
Welcome. Welcome back. Um, welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> for this one, I decided, well, I, at first I was trying to think of something, um, cause I thought this would be coming out in June. So I was like, oh, we'll have to do something for pride month and maybe watch something like that. But no, it's coming out in May. I forgot. Yeah. Um, so I'm holding back on those recommendations. And I don't even so think our last that. episode, uh, our episode on Solo came out on May 4th. Like our producer told no, us it was... No, because it came out today and yeah, it's not May 4th. It's not May 4th. So our producer <laughs> has got... Maybe we should get like her, her a date I don't think book. it was our producer. Mm, it was. I think... No. No. She said it was going to come out on May 4th and I was like, oh, let's do a Star Wars movie then. Solo. Well, it was going to come out on May 4th if we had done the first and third... Thursdays, but then we decided to we do switched. every other Thursday, so that completely screwed up the schedule. So it's not our producer. Well, it, it was, was us. It was her idea though to switch to every other week though. So you know, it's her. No, it it's her fault the whole time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I interrupted. Katie, I'm backing you up. Do you hear me? That's right. <laughs> I interrupted. Um. So this one is directed by one of my favorite directors. I don't know if he is one of your favorite directors. Okay. And this is my favorite movie of his. Okay. I'm staring at a poster right now that I have of it in my room. Oh, I'm trying to I picture your so room. Much. <laughs> oh, is it is it an anime movie? No. Oh. Mm. Nice try though. I was trying to It's and again, that's kind of what we do on the show is we kind of like pick the opposite of whatever movie we just did. So this is definitely a slower movie, <laughs> slower paced movie. Okay. <laughs> it's very chill. I love it. It came out in 2007. It's probably one of his most underrated movies, which is why I hadn't, I didn't see it for a long time. Um, but we are going to be doing Darjeeling Limited by Wes Anderson. Ooh. Ooh. How fun. Yes. It has I've only seen Adrian that. Brody and Owen Wilson, Jason Schwartzman. The regulars. They got the weirdest noses in Hollywood and made them brothers. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think I've only seen that one time. Oh my goodness. You're in for a treat. Am I? Okay. Yes. All right. I will. That I will say this. So good. I will say this. Wes Anderson's trailer that just dropped for his movie that's coming out this summer. Is that right? Heck yeah, it is. Can't wait. Yeah. Asteroid City, As Asteroid Town, Asteroid City, Asteroid. Yeah, something like I think that. It's City. Um, I was less than impressed with it. So. Oh brother, did you watch French Dispatch? Um. That's the newspaper one. Yes. No, I did not see that. Mm. And I heard it was eh. It's eh, but it's just him, and I love him. I'll watch anything for him. Yeah. It just, I kind of get tired of his aesthetic, which we'll talk about, I'm not sure. Not me. Um, <laughs> and this one's less like that. Less aesthetically Wes Anderson? Yeah, because his aesthetic is very, like, stationary. And this is a, like, they're on a train the right. whole time. So. I, I do like trains, and I do like trains in movies. <laughs> but I think that's what was bothering me about the trailer for Asteroid City, is that it felt extraordinarily Wes Anderson. 
can't wait. That's what I loved about it. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Darjeeling Limited. That's awesome. Yes. That's on, uh, isn't yeah. it on HBO Max? Which by the I time like this airs will be Max. Something. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about Warner that Brothers. sometime. Get it together. Um, I'm not sure what it's on. I have two DVDs of it, so I don't have to worry about it. Wow. Two? Why two? <laughs> I kept getting them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, you'll have to look, I'll send it to you. I think it's on YouTube. Um, but there's also like a short before it that you have to watch too. Oh, really? I think Hotel Chevalier. Chevalier? Cheval Chevalier? I don't know. Maybe. It's in France, so... It's like that. Um, it's like that movie that just came out about the um, the composer, the black composer, Chevalier. Oh, I bet that's the same yeah, word. Probably. Huh. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Send that to but me. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll convince our date challenged producer to put that in our show notes or something. The YouTube. The. Thing. the nice. Yeah. YouTube link. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll make sure to do that. Cool. That sounds good. That'll be a fun. That'll be a fun watch and a even more fun discussion as we duke it out yes. over this. <laughs> sounds good. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. This was fun. If you like the show, please uh, give us a shout out and um, give us a like and share it with all your friends and relatives subscribe to it all the things yep subscribe all that stuff it really helps us in a ranking <laughs> and if you have suggestions we would love to hear from you we've heard from some Ooh, of our yeah. fans before at dukingitout at gmail.com so that's fun so please give us a shout and uh, you'll be hearing from us soon yeah thank you for coming see ya Listening. bye <laughs> bye